Episode 76, Ironman 70.3 World Championships, The Tough Get Going. Welcome to Beyond Your Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Cami Banks. I'm a mother of four and a certified triathlon life and weight coach. I'm a lover of people, watermelons, and triathlons. I'm here to assist you in helping you gain a stronger body and mind, and I'm excited to help you discover your healthy self. Let's go. Hello, everyone. It was an exciting day because I actually usually don't record on today. Today is actually Monday. I usually record... um, you know, the week before, and I actually did record a podcast, but I'm not using it because I really want to share with you my race report from the World Championship 70.3 in St. George. So um, a lot of people have asked me about it, and I want to explain it, and I want to give it full full details. I want to capture the whole event, and I don't want to take all your time. But for sure, I can tell this is something that has that has been life changing for me, and uh, something that is definitely implemented in my heart. That um, I will take a lot of the lessons that I learned from this race and apply it moving forward. So um, yeah, it's it was just a crazy it was a crazy race, very unexpected, and definitely is what I like to say. It was the calm before the storm because uh, this race leading up to this race, I this is my fourth race this year, but I was like even before I went to bed, I was telling. My husband, I'm like, it's kind of weird. I feel really calm about this race. And I didn't have like really high expectations because I've never been to a world championship before in the 70.3. I've, I've had opportunities to take slots, but it's never worked out for me to go just for different various reasons. So this would be my first time. So I didn't even know what to expect, but I was just really calm and everything kind of went pretty smoothly. And I was like, all right, well, I, I can't worry about something. I don't know what to worry about. So we're just going to go to bed. And I slept pretty good. And it's just interesting how things would play out. So um, as the day goes on, I got there relatively early, like seven, but just just to give you details, some details you'll need to hear and some you won't need to know, but this one would be important to know because um, the race started at seven and my wave didn't go off till 9.51. So almost three hours after the race started because we... Um, had so many people are participating. There's, there's close to 4,000 people in the world championship race because they bring, they usually have a men's race and a women's race, but they combine in this year. So we had, we started in age group starts. And so my age group, the 45 to 49 was the very last start. And it was kind of controversial to start with, but it got really crazy and it, it was, and it is what it is. And there's nothing I can change about that, but you will see as it plays in, as I tell the rest of the story. But, um, I just, I want to preface this by saying that it's important to put our mind in the space that we can put it into because I, there's so many things as you, as you'll hear that were out of my control, but as I keep, kept redirecting, then it really helped me to keep going. But just, I don't want to be a miss, remiss and not share two awesome things that happened before the race even started. And I was able to ride up with a friend on the bus and it was really inspiring because her, we've raced again. She's, each other before. So we're, um, fellow athletes and we race together, but we have this camaraderie and we were able to share a really neat experience and about her brother, how he got in a bike wreck and 
he's still fighting to recover. And she just showed me pictures. And I, I, in my head throughout the whole race, I kept remembering him. He lays in a bed because he's not, it's hard to explain, but he has a traumatic brain injury. So he can't, um, he doesn't have full mobility. Well, he has mobility, but he can't connect it to his brain. So he has pedals. I don't know what it's called. So forgive me that I'm not saying this right, but he has pedals at the bottom of his bed. So some, some machine that he can put and he can still pedal his legs to try to keep some strength, but he doesn't really, his brain and his body can't connect. So it's not voluntary movement anyways. But I just remember this picture where he was leaning as much as he could forward and trying to pedal. And that image in my head of the fight that he had, the determination that he's still has to keep trying to live when a lot of things have gone wrong for him was an image that I kept in my head throughout the whole race. So I'm so grateful for my friend that she shared that with me, that she has this, um, she believes in him and she believes, she believes in herself to be out racing again and doing all these things, but it was just so inspiring. So I got done with the bus ride and then I got everything set up for transition and I still had, mm, you know, two hours, two and a half hours. And and my family hadn't got there from complications with the bus. There was a little miscommunication, so they were on their way. But luckily, I had this time to walk around, and I found this man that I was looking for, and he has bull bar ALS, which is what my mom passed away of two years ago, actually, today. So I found him, and I got to hug him and just tell him how inspired I was that he's out here racing because bull bar affects your, affects your breathing. So granted to be swimming and drinking water, all this stuff that has to deal with breathing, he would have to deal with. And he actually did finish the race as well. But I hugged him and I just knew, and I told him, I'm like, I know my mom would be so proud of you. And I'm so happy you're out here representing. And he had like a big team and all their shirts and stuff representing him. But, and I just looked up in the sky and I took a moment after I saw him to like, just like connect with my mom and just know that she was there. So I had that moment. So I had all this like really awesome time in the beginning, which I probably think really fueled me and really prepared me for the day ahead of me. (laughs) So like I said to a friend, it was like the calm before the storm. So um, I finally got into the water. We were the last wave to go in and I started the day. So if you look at any of my pictures, it was actually a blue sky and it looked really pretty. There was threats of a storm, but people are, it doesn't rain in St. George. There's no storm. It doesn't really happen. I'm like, okay. So I'd gotten halfway through my swim. I'd turn and started coming back towards, you know, it's like it's, you go out and back. And I started coming back and I was like at 1500 meters and I had like a little over 500 meters to go. And I was right on track with everything. And then I don't know what happened, but well, I know now what happened. There's a huge storm that came in, but at first I was like so disoriented because the waves kept coming up so fast and hitting my face and I couldn't see. And as I kept trying to swim forward, I couldn't find the buoy or people because the white caps were coming in my face. And then, and then I just, it got so dark, like it was nighttime outside. And I've just never experienced being in water when it goes from calm to uncontrollable. Anyways, as I just kept swimming, I, my mind started playing tricks on me. Like you maybe should stop. And I couldn't see what's going on. I was disoriented, but my deeper thought was just like, you just have to keep moving. Like you just have to get out of this water. Just keep moving forward. All you got to do is just keep putting your arms in front of each other, just one stroke at a time. And you've just got to get out of this water. And as I would, and there was kayakers in my way. And then I saw all these like flashing, like patrol lights coming in and I didn't know what was going on. Right. Cause I'm in the middle of the race and I just kept swimming. I kept swimming around kayakers and come to find out as hence after the race stopped, I, or when the race ended, I read a bunch of articles and the kayakers were pulling 
pulling people voluntarily and involuntarily out of the water because of lightning and how dangerous it was. And then they, they could finish the race after the storm stopped. But I just had to keep going around them. I don't know if they're trying to get me out of the water or what, but I'm so glad I didn't have to get on a kayak, but I just kept swimming. And I eventually got out of the water. And this is the part that was kind of the irony, which I'll hopefully post the video, but I was like, I'm alive. I can't believe I'm alive because I've raced quite a bit and I am not the fastest swimmer, but I'm a pretty solid swimmer, but I've actually never been so scared in the water as far as like not knowing my surroundings and feeling very disoriented and really just feeling that scared of a huge body of water and you feeling like a really small fish. Anyways, I got out and, um, my family was telling me that the bikes were flying off the racks. You rack your bike and they're flying. And even like the racking machine or the racking holders were flying around. So it was bizarro. And it was just like nuts. And I just kept being like, I'm like, I can't believe we're alive. Like this is crazy. And the part that got even crazier is that I saw my family and they were really supportive. And I was just like, I can't believe I just overcame that. And I was telling my dad later as, um, it's, a, it's amazing when you get, I mean, I wasn't probably going to die, but my head tried to start telling me I was, but we feel most, I've heard this quote set, said, we feel most alive when we um, are closest to death. And then I saw this other quote that truly rang true too, is you only truly start to live when you know that you could die. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm alive and I'm just heading out. And I was into the eye of the storm. So when I got onto my bike and started running out, I think that I was so like had so much adrenaline coming because I just gotten out of the water and I'd, I'd made it out of the water alive. But as I got onto the bike and I put my, I, I finally got clipped in and I was all riding. I just had hail pelting my face and just rain coming down. And then the wind started coming in and I was just trying to take deep breaths and just trying to tell myself that I like need to stay calm inside this storm because I don't want, I didn't want to do anything irrational, <laughs> but I think the adrenaline is what pushed me to go forward because I saw multiple people just wanting to quit and they just stopped at the swim because like it, it just got crazy and like you were just heading out into a bike into this storm and you didn't know 56 miles onto this bike not knowing what was ahead of you and I didn't know what was ahead of me but I just kept breathing and just tell myself we got to do this so for the first hour and 20 minutes, I mean, I was trying to pay attention to my Watts, which I race on Watts and I was trying to pay attention. I was really making myself eat and drink, but I really, my bigger, my bigger priority was really to stay safe because I heard lots of people yelling like, good job. You can do it. Good luck. Well, the few people that were still left since you were the last people to race, but the few voices I heard, and I just heard this one voice saying, voice saying, be safe, ladies, be safe. And I was like, you know, I do need to hone in on my safety because the roads are really slick and I couldn't see because I had the rain on my glasses, but I wear contacts. So I had to have sunglasses on. It was bizarre. Anyways, I just kept going, but I was trying to manage everything the best that I could. And I just had to keep telling myself like safety first, and then you race your race and you just have to do the best you can. And my friend that was at the race, she offered some really inspiring thoughts to me after the race, just how she was like, I, when I watch you race, like I see that when it gets tough, that you get tougher. And I, I thought that was so neat. And you know, that saying that goes, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. And I, 
I guess sometimes I don't see that myself, but as I look back, I realize that like, I just know that like I could either stop like when I was in the swim or keep moving. And on the bike, I was like, I'm just going to keep moving. So I just kept going and I kept just saying like, this is your race. Like we just got to get moving. And, um, it was about halfway through the bike. So like an hour and 20 minutes in, and I noticed that my Watts were a little bit lower. And I mean, I'd already said, because I was really trying to focus on safety, but I was like, Kate, you never get this time back. So everything you have let's just go hard and like let's just keep moving forward and every time every minute you have is valuable and I just kept using that thought over and over again like time is valuable let's go let's go let's go right and so I just kept moving and the second half of the bike course there's more climbing and I just was like I just felt this urgency to keep moving like you just need to keep moving so as I approached into snow canyon which is a six or seven mile climb I just kept telling myself let's go time is important let's go time is important and I'm like you don't get time back and I just kept going up 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 and then the the ironic part of it is the or the irony of it is I got to the top of the climb and then it's about a 10 mile descent and you would think that my heart rate would probably come down on the descent but it I was just pushing so hard because of what happened well first of all I really wanted to be done with the bike because it was getting scary is another storm hit so as the storm started hitting again I just rode faster and I pushed so much harder so I could get in and be done with the bike and I just my thought just switched to like let's get off this bike like let's just be done with this like be safe and be done right so I just kept going I'd gotten all my nutrition in I got my watts like really pushed really hard and got my watts to where I wanted to and as I came in the storm like the storm was just multiply coming it would come the winds would come the hell would come the rain would come and then it would kind of calm down and then it would start again so I thought this one was starting again and I was coming back into the city, so I don't know if it got worse out and where I was previously or what, but I got in, got my bike racked, and I was just like, hey, I'm safe, was my number one thing. And two, like, this is the time that I just have to, like, throw down because this is all I have left. This is, the only, this is like, the last part of the race. I know how to race. And I just started going, and I saw my family, which I was super excited to because I hadn't seen them for a bit of time. And they were just like, hey, you're in 13th place. And I was like, all right, like, I got this. I'm going to go. I'm like, I had no idea what, where I'd be standing or where my rankings would be. But I was like, okay, my head is like, I'm going to push up to top 10. And I started going, and I noticed right off that, like, I have these angry Achilles both now. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to – it's going to be painful. I realized at the very beginning it was going to be painful, so I'm going to be in pain, so let's just, like – let's just go, right? Like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be in pain now or I'm being in pain later, but I'm already in pain, whatever pace I'm running. So I just, I do a running pace, running Watts. And I just held that. And I was really solid in the first, the first loop because they made it to a two loop course. And I was feeling really good. Although someone passed me and I think this is super true in life. She passed me and I was a little bit trying to hold her, what she was running with my watch and they just got too high. And I just looked at her. I knew she was in my age group. I was like, you got this girl. I'm like, I can't hold this the next loop. So I was like, I was like, you're awesome. So she just took off and she ended up taking fourth. I'm super proud of her. But, um, I just think sometimes in life, like, and it was hard for me to kind of swallow my pride and be like, okay, I could try to hang with her, but on the back end, I'm probably going to be crushed and be honest with our, where our ability lies and what we've trained at. And that's what I had to do. I kind of humbly had to just be like, I'm not, I'm not there. And I can't, I can't do that right now. 
So I had to run my race, which is so important for all of us is to realize what our race is to run. And so I had a pretty solid first loop and I felt good about it. I knew that I'd be doing that again. So I really had to had to really pace myself, so to speak, just the right amount. And it was getting very hot at this point, which the storm had stopped. And now it's really hot, which is kind of funny, right? Because I could, you could have wind or rain more so on the on the run than anywhere else. And now we have the heat, which is the, the most, um, that takes away the most amount of energy when you're on the run, when the heat's there, cause it's a very open run anyway. So I was like, okay, I just, I'm just starting second lube. Let's go. Like I knew this was the last and I was like, Hey, I can use this determined spirit to just really push myself or I can focus on the pain that now is starting to get, you know, it was accumulating through the day. And then as my Achilles were continuing to run, it was getting more painful. And I saw my family and they're like, you're an eighth. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I wanted to be a top 10 if at all possible. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use this to just fuel me to keep going, which is so funny because I had this energy when I saw my family. And then about a mile and a half in, I was like, this is what your brain does. It's like, oh, maybe you're fine to just take 10th or maybe it doesn't even matter. Like who really cares about this race? You know, and my mind was just, I really had to like redirect my mind over and over again. But I did hit definitely hit a slump and I started watching my pace slow down, which it doesn't usually. And then so my brain started messing with me. Like maybe you can't even finish this run. Like maybe you can't do it. Maybe you're in too much pain. Just all the chatter. And, and it's hard. It's hard. And I think this is in life. Like we have to remember that we're not our thoughts. We're not our feelings. And to realize that our brain will just hand us thoughts to try to keep us safe and out of pain that's exactly what it was doing on the run. And I wasn't really mindful until it was kind of funny. The first thing that happened in the first loop was awesome. This girl and I, it was motivating and she went on to run faster than me, but it, it motivated me because she it was an inspiring conversation. But I had a, an opposite conversation that wasn't very inspiring. It was just me talking and the other person was not communicating with me, which again, that's fine because everyone gets to race their own race. But that non-communication when I was trying to communicate actually fueled me to be like, wait a minute, like, why am I, why am I like kind of sinking in and letting people just pass me and thinking that it's okay and kind of giving up? And I was like, no, 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 that's not the case for me. And I flipped my switch and I'm like, I might be in pain, but I'm way more determined. And so I think it was at like mile nine. I just was like, I like something lit a fire in me. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, this is important to you. Let's go. Let's finish the race. You know, you can. So there was a probably like the low moment was maybe like half a mile, fourth a mile. But I just was like, I reset, which we can always, always do. And I was like, let's go. Let's finish this the way you can. And I just started taking off and it was so awesome. So I just kept running my little heart out. And this is the funny part. When I flipped into more like the determination and my determined spirit, I forgot about the pain as much. It didn't, it wasn't so much in the forefront of my mind, which I think is such a good lesson for me to realize that when we redirect, that even though the pain is still there, that we redirect and we can um, start focusing on something else and we put our energy towards something else. So I just put it to like giving it all I had. And I remember seeing the 11 mile mark and being like, okay, I know the downhill's coming. And then I saw the 12 mile mark and it was like this, it hadn't quite, it'd been kind of a downhill, a rolling downhill and up and down and up and down. But at the 12 mile mark, I knew that it was getting close to like, it was like a steep, steep drop, one mile drop to the finish line. And I'm talking like the steepest I've ever run in a course drop. Cause you kind of, you kind of went up for four or five miles and then it rolled up and down. And then, um, you dropped in like maybe three fourths a mile, you dropped to the finish line. So I was like, I'm going to give it all I can. So when I hit the down, 
downhill, like that last three, fourth of a mile, I just kept saying out loud, which there wasn't a lot of people around me, but I was kind of whispering when there were people around me. So I didn't look too crazy, but I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I just said it like rhythmically. And then I was like, mom, we're the team. We're the team. Let's go, mom. Let's go. You know? And I was just like, I was just really getting that momentum going as I was going down the hill. The momentum was picking up more and more. And I just pushed in as hard as I could. And it's hard to really describe the way this feels and to be able to have this, have this like last little burst of energy at the end. And it's almost like you're running out of your capacity and you know, that there's something like beyond you doing it. And, um, I think I live for those moments because this happens to me in racing that it's like something beyond me, like beyond my depth to do it. And I know it's me digging deep, but it's just this, uh, this depth that I don't dive into a lot. And I know that like, I feel like the angel, like my mom's there and all these, like everyone that wants to help me, all that energy pushes me forward. And that is a feeling that's really indescribable. And I pushed all the way into the finish line. And as a matter of fact, I was pushing so hard into the finish line that I almost tripped on the red carpet because I think my body was going almost faster. (laughs) Like my mind was making me go faster than my body could almost keep up with. So it was pretty crazy. I actually thought I was passing people in my age group at the end. So I really pushed really hard to see if I could move up any ranking. But, um, yeah, I don't know how much that mattered, but it really fueled me to push myself in really hard, but it was just so exciting. And I, when you cross the finish line like that, and you've been through so many different emotions within like five plus hours, it is just crazy. Like it's just, it's just crazy. Not so, and to like to feel so alive, but being so close to being so scared is hard to put into perspective all the things, but I was just so grateful to finish. And I've never had a race like that where I've had to fight so hard. And I mean, I, I always fight hard physically, but to fight hard mentally with all the nagging and all the stuff happening with the conditions that were uncontrollable, but knowing the only thing I could control was the things that I could, like my ability to keep moving, my attitude, and to really hone in on that, that, that's where I think that it will implement in my heart forever. So as I, I didn't realize how Thursday I was, but I just drank like probably 10 water bottles as I was walking around. It's like this big transition out to go out and see your family because it was, they had a lot of different things happening because of it being a world championship. So I finally found my family. And I mean, the only thing I really want after I, when I finish is to be done racing, drink water and find my family. So I finally found my family and friends and they were the whole day saw me like moving up the ranks. So they were so excited for me. And I was like, how did I do? How did I finish? You know, and I couldn't tell if they wanted to tell me or not tell me, but regardless, like I ended up taking sixth, which was so much more than I anticipated when I first started. And I mean, since I'm always honest, like it did sting a tiny bit because you, you podium on top five and most races I do, but I didn't know how the world championship would go. So to, to again, be honest, I had to kind of coach myself around like doing the best I could versus the thought that you could have done better. And it's just interesting to watch our brain try to kind of beat us up after we've, we've just conquered something huge. Right. So I, I worked on that and I'm working through that, but I mean, I am super excited that I I was able to come as far as I came from being so far in the back of the pack, but mostly I'm just so excited to know that we have the ability when all of us do, when things get tough, that we can get tougher and that we really can hone in on that and we can really push ourselves to new heights when those kind of things happen. So after the race, after I drink water and got my family, 
we just got pictures and then we hung out in the pool and just relaxed with all those people that supported me, which was awesome. And then yesterday I got uh, a long drive home, 10 plus hours because we got stuck in traffic, but um, I can't really walk very well and I am really stiff and I know that I pushed super hard, um, but as I really reminisce today and really think about all the things and the thing that's really played into my heart is that my mom finished her final race today, two years ago. And, um, I, I know that she had the race of her life and she did the best that she could. And so that drives me every day. And I know that I still have the chance to continue to move forward, that I can continue to put one foot in front of the other as I continue on the rest of my journey. As I think about where I was two years ago and where I am now, I think about the storms that I've weathered, the times when I've wanted to maybe stop or my brain tells me it's too hard to keep doing it. I just know that I can keep pushing on and that that is a trait that I want to keep emulating in my life. I want to keep getting better at that. And as I think about how important time is, that time is of the essence. When I thought that on my bike course that like you have only now, like let's go, this time is important. I felt that so strongly. And I feel that now that time has helped me heal and I still have time to continue and I can continue to do my best. And as I just was running down the hill and I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like we all had the chance. Let's go. Let's see what our potential is. Let's see what we have inside of us to dig deep and see where that takes us. And that's what I think I learned the most that we, as long as we still have now, then we have the time to keep moving forward and see where it'll take us and see how tough we really are. So take a look around and realize how tough you really are and that we have time right now to do our best. So let's go, let's get out there and let's conquer the storms that we're in or that we're about to hit. And I'll talk to you guys all next week. Bye-bye. How would you like to be a part of a team that elevates you every time? That is what we do inside Team Elevate. It is a monthly group coaching program where we coach on topics such as weight loss, exercise, and how to be an active participant in your daily life. We also talk about relationships with ourselves and with others and how to nourish and enrich those so we can expand and broaden our perspective in life. I like to compare it to a gym, but this program is working with your body and your mind. So come inside and see what it's all about. You can join Team Elevate through CammyBanks.com or you can get on my Instagram at CammyBanksCoaching and that's Cammy with a K. Also, if you like this podcast, please follow it and share it with a friend and leave a review. And again, thank you for sharing your time with me. Bye-bye.